Slice Audio. I, I saw a license plate today, like a South Dakota license plate that said "Ludicrous." <laughs> do you think Ludicrous moved here? Didn't or he do you die? Think, no, Which one's Ludicrous? Luda. Luda's alive. Oh, he's the Fast and Furious Luda. one. That's right. Yeah, you know what to do. Maybe he, like moved here. No. Encore. Do you want more? Probably about Can't property out Brooklyn, here. Bro. I think Luda is just out here on a hobby farm in South Dakota. Like he loves fucking Mount Rushmore and chickens these, and shit. These celebrities are buying it up cheap. The Book of Murdoch podcast. All right. I feel like I have some Sturgis stuff we have to clean up. Did we forget anything from Sturgis? Do you have any I'm other sure Sturgis forgot. rally thoughts? We forgot a lot about, about Sturgis. I can we, okay. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to, I want okay, I want you to open this book. This is called, this is a booklet I found during the Sturgis Rally. Okay. And it's a, it's a little, it's a little pocket book and it's got bike history, facts, trivia, and stories. Okay. Doesn't that look entertaining? Don't you want to learn some motorcycle facts and figures? Scroll through, just don't open the whole thing. Just open the first couple pages and, and, and tell me what, just explain what, to explain to the people what you're seeing. Some nice photography here. And like facts, the first Indian. This, it looks like a pop-up ad. Yeah. For... Yeah, okay. So it's a little like, here's the history of Sturgis, blah, blah, blah. Right? Some cool pics, yeah. Yo, okay, no, no, one at a time. Oh. Keep keep going one at a time okay. <laughs> and explain what's happening. Just, you know. So these first, like, ten pages are all about motorcycle. Yeah. Motorcycle, Okay. Okay, Broken Chains, the story of Dave Rogers. Yes! So this is their thing. These whack-job Christian people put these little books down, and you're like, oh, a little facts and figures. Maybe we know who's playing. When's Def Leppard playing? And then you pick it up, and in the middle, there's a secret. <laughs> you're going to die from the drugs and the sin. There's a like cartoon of a lady holding a... a cleaver I've read chasing this. a child <laughs> i have looked at every centimeter of this book dean let me tell you the story of it's broken chains the story of dave rogers feel free to google yourself broken chains the story of dave rogers this is the story of broken chains the dave rogers story dave rogers parents didn't believe in god and therefore started drinking and therefore started beating him and then he has a series of stepfathers who never love him enough, or stepmothers, I can't remember. Somebody ODs, somebody dies, and then Dave Rogers finds himself in a life of drugs, nearly becomes a hitman until the life of Jesus Christ saves him. And here's what's interesting about that book. Go through all the scary parts again. and That's what I'm noticing is amongst all the stuff here, then there's trivia. Evil Knievel holds a record here. In the middle and then of there's it. just random facts mixed in with this weird story. You, want, you know what's going to fucking blow your mind? Bruce through there again and notice that every every bad guy is black. <laughs> That's not fuck. I'm not fucking kidding. Every bad guy in that thing's a black dude. The whole thing's written like if you do drugs and have black friends and drink one beer, obviously your stepdads are gonna beat you and rape you. And then there's like by the numbers and just these weird little. Wow, that is so odd. <laughs> where, and where did you find this? Not a dime of taxes out of that publication. I looked up the company, Dean. Do you, you know what the company does? Ola, ola. Let's see. I gotta, I gotta refine it. It's, it's, it's um, gospel publishing mission, and all they do is publish this crazy racist bullshit, and then they don't pay a dime of taxes because it's a church. 
What the fuck, Dean? That was... That's... That that's is secret, weird. like neo-Nazi propaganda. Motorcycle, motorcycle, motorcycle. Crazy story. And pop-ups on every page that still has this bit of trivia. Sturgis secret Jesus. As long as you're white. Like, did you find it? Did like I just found that on the table, and I'm just it got me. I'm reading through it, and I'm like, wow, this is thick stock. They did really yeah. well. The design is nice, and then you get to page sixteen, and it's like you're gonna die in hell, and don't be friends with Jamal. <laughs> Fucking seriously, man, it's real disgusting. They hired some kid to go put these out somewhere didn't yep. they i bet you and i and i know and i guarantee you not guarantee you i'll make a bet on who it was call some church and they're like hey we're saving souls and they probably leave out the nazi part right and then and then some 16 year old's like look at the souls i saved today nope you just entered three dudes into the clan nice work dude i've never been happier to be on the internet in my entire life dean do you know why no it's better better than when I found my first chat room and was like, look at the world. Better <laughs> than I think when I discovered online pornography, as you do as a child. Not a child, but a teen. <laughs> Black TikTok is the fucking greatest section of real estate on the internet. It's funny, and it's smart, and it's in-depth, and it's a little mean, but in a good way. It's fucking hilarious. I'm learning so much. That's just a subset of TikTok, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's a little okay. realist. Little, you know, I don't know how it found me. I'm. It's opposite day. It's not like TikTok the app, and then you click over, and there's one that says Black TikTok. It's not a section. <laughs> I don't think of Black TikTok. It'd be cool if there was. I you. I wish there was. You should all. I wish you were on it. I'm gonna start sharing. Uh, you know that uh, them dingbats who got in that fight in the Alabama Montgomery Alabama dock fight. Did you ever notice this? Mm-mm. Okay, this is how. This is why Black TikTok's awesome group of dipshits won't move, move their boat and 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 oh, yeah. and, and the black dude comes and, and unhooks their boat and then it's like the riverboat captain the riverboat captain yeah and then those four rednecks start pounding the shit out of this dude and then all these black dudes come out and just and just like ah that's not what's gonna happen right. here and what and and this is hard this is this is the, taking out context i'm gonna this is gonna make me sound crazy you know what i learned on black tiktok uh, um there's a woman, she's all over the internet, and she tried to get off the boat and join the fight because her white privilege was like, I can do something about this. And you know what happened to her? She got smacked in the face with a chair, which is what she deserved. And that's what Black Six Sucks Tommy was awesome. And, like, it's just the memes, the quality of humor of the memes is mostly what I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. It's like, it's. I have the same feeling of, like, when I was, do you ever see the movie The Great White Hype? Oh yeah, that was. Oh a good my one. god, I love that movie. And it was, and I'm like, you know, 17 white kid from yeah, exactly, El yeah. Sister, South Dakota, <laughs> where there is not one black person who lives in the town, right? And I'm learning like what Dolomite was. It was <laughs> fucking awesome. And I'm like, yes, there's a whole other world I don't know about. As a 42 year old man, I'm like, thank you, Black TikTok. I sure appreciate you. <laughs> Telling you, man, perspectives. Um, director takes back Sean. It was showcasing some doubt. We'll end our race talks here on this one, Dean. He didn't think I could be Lizzo's. He didn't think Lizzo would go for me. He doubts that I could be Lizzo's boyfriend, which is bullshit. I think I could do it. Yeah. I think I'd be awesome at it. My brother just sent me a picture of the screenshot of the movie. What's that stupid movie? Um, Road Trip, 
with a skinny little white dude hooks up with the with DJ the sorority Qualls. sister. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, my brother, who's the funniest <laughs> member of our family, just sent me that picture. He's in the back of the butt holds up her underwear. It's like five times the big as oh his head. Oh my god, dream boyfriend. Also from director of Take Back Sean's cans of cat food cost sixty three cents. He's not getting fancy feast. <laughs> I, I He's getting bargain feast. Sean's the director of Take Backs. <laughs> he sends me what I what I read. Um, that's about it. Um, I got a story from El Sister. I got a couple. Also, I thought uh, we could spend some time with we were you guys are we were sitting in a meeting today and we've got a little dirty jobs bit going. What you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What did you have any dirty jobs? What dirty? Tell me your youth dirty jobs. Do you have any good ones? I mean, I did typical stuff. I worked on a ranch. I had to muck crap and do that kind of stuff. See, all you rancher kids just bitch about how hard you work all the time. This won't work. My mom had one of the dirtiest jobs. What'd your mom do? So you know, God, I dropped that joke. Fuck, Dean. You set it up perfectly, and I didn't take you up on it. God damn it. Sorry, go ahead. You know the 777 Ranch, right? I do. They have the buffalo out there. They do? She got a job boiling the buffalo skulls that they would then send and sell to, like— The native artists yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they could decorate yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. It was so cool. But to get the flesh off, you would literally yeah. have pots of boiling flesh that you would have to cook off, and then she would have to scrape that stuff off. My roommate worked in a tannery. Uh, yeah, I would imagine something. The, the like smell. That. Dude, it, the, it, he came home smelling like dead bodies every day. Yeah, there's nothing you can. You do can't about wash it. it out of your you can't hair. Can't wash it out of your system. There's you can't like wash it. yeah, one pair strong. of overalls she left on the porch that Ugh. just stayed out away from anything else, and she did that for like a better year and a half. <laughs> Boiling buffalo head skulls. That would be a. At least you get to boil them though. When you run a tannery, you just you just let you know. You just <laughs> let you just let them sit there and rot in salt. You could do them, dudes. Them dudes who run them beetles, you can put oh, them. Yeah. You ever seen them? That's kind of cool. Yeah, you just put the animal. You could do a whole. Kelsey's gonna do it to her cat. You just put it in a little pen of beetles, and the beetles eat all the meat, and then you bleach the bones. Does he currently have a dead cat? That no, the cat's currently alive. <laughs> okay. When the cat, as a, as a, as a, I was thinking about this for Francis too. You know, is it? Do you think it's weird if I taxidermy the dog? That's a thing. People do that. I think I'd like to do it. Maybe maybe Francis can be in the office. Like a here. nice sleeping position? No, nah, like a nice, you know, like a regal. The you know what I mean? Of... I can't do it like how she normally is. Like she's just got her stanky legs sitting out the side with her beer farts or whatever. <laughs> that ain't going to work. You know, like a real regal. You know what I mean? That's what everybody does. When the bear gets taxidermied, the guy shot him while he was licking a salt lick. He didn't. And then the taxidermy is like, make him look seven foot tall and aggressive. <laughs> I don't know. I think you would end up moving Francis from room to room and eventually be like... I think it'd be a wonderful office edition. Oh, could you imagine that in the office? Why? <laughs> yes, be glorious. that is what I am currently imagining. <laughs> yes. I, this is, I am not hypothetically imagining. I'd like to, when my dog dies, stuff the fucking thing and put it out here. You would have so many uncomfortable people coming into your office. For that would a be week glorious. So. I would love it. <laughs> For a week. Okay. But then, every, you know what I mean? Then it's just the office dog. <laughs> I think the company would pay for it. If you made it a bit. That's why I asked. <laughs> it's all a bit. What isn't a bit? Oh, poor I got, Francis. Can I ask you a question? Yes. I got my, my dad and I got into an odd conversation and because, like, you know, I'm like the last single dude in the family, apparently. 
And so he's like, so, you know, you ever going to bring someone to Thanksgiving or what's the plan here? And then I don't know how we get into it, but we got into the age range of what we thought was appropriate of like how young of a woman can I bring to Thanksgiving and not have it be completely uncomfortable? Because he's just like, just bring, you know, you're going to die alone. He's on a big kick about it. Uncomfortable for you or for them? Them, I think, is how he meant it. I don't think he gave a shit about how comfortable (laughs) I was. Um, I'm 42. So your dad's what, 63, 64? Yeah, they're mid-60s. Okay. Mom's a little younger. I mean, we're rednecks, you know. I kid them kids. Oh, then yeah, yeah. You would have to have at least someone in the thirties. Why? I mean, to make I'm them with comfortable. <laughs> oh no, dad, dad. I was thinking, dad was gonna back me up a little bit, like two, three years. Don't make it weird. I'm like, come on, dad. What are you doing? <laughs> in this hypothetical person that I'm never gonna bring ever. Um, what job? So you just did ranch stuff. Your mom boiled skulls. You got your kids doing anything shitty? Oh, yeah. they just ranch kids. Yeah. <laughs> always... ranch. ranch kids don't like to play this game because your no. entire life is just one big dirty job. <laughs> uh, let's see. We've talked about enough packing plants. I detasseled. You know, detasseling it. Do you, West River people know what that is? Detassel? Yeah, you walk through cornfields oh, and like, yeah. you pop the tassel off. Yeah. That's where I thought I could get high off toads. <laughs> Turns out that's not true. <laughs> I did. Uh, the, what's the bacteria that grows on the corn that you can. There's the. Like, oh. like on the silk? I don't know. There's a, yeah, there's something that, like a fungus that grows on corn, apparently, and that's bad. I don't know. I can't remember what they call it. Are you talking about something that'll get you high, or are you talking about something that can kill you? I'd mean, probably kill you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I doubt it would get you high. <laughs> it's like, how did I spend 12 years in cornfields as a kid and not know there was something on the corn that we could try to smoke? <laughs> you want to do the news? Yeah. Do the news. Doing the news. Welcome that. Oh, I hit it. Not really breaking news with Dean. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court asked to hear high school admissions cases concerning race. Parents backed by a group of legal organ by legal. We've talked about our race discussions on this show already, Dean. That's the black TikTok is as far as I'm willing to go, <laughs> given my lack of unique perspective to the black experience. Well, this is the one. Remember, Supreme Court in the higher yeah. said, "Hey, the whole diversity, bringing people in, that kind of stuff." This is one concerns the actual high school. Oh, it's Thomason Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, which apparently is like the best public school in the United States. Nice. Where's that at? Uh, Virginia. Okay, not here. No, but anyway, the they eliminated standardized tests and all the stuff, and numbers actually went up. But they were like, hey, we don't have to, we don't want to follow the same rules that everybody else does. What do they want to do? Sounds like they want to do it based on test scores and not have to. Oh, it don't matter. Like the old, old rule where you sneak in a couple smart Asian kids no longer yeah. applies. Now they got to actually be smart Asian math kids. And the Asian numbers are the, oddly enough the, the ones that the are the down. <laughs> stereotypical jokes. They said African American numbers up, Asians are down. That was the. Let's see here. Georgia sheriff pleads guilty to sexual battery and resigns after grabbing TV judge Glenda Hatchett. TV judge? Yes. Who's Glenda Hatchett? So she has a show called Judge Hatchett and the one called The Verdict with Judge Hatchett. I've heard of The Verdict before. The Verdict. Judge She's one of these Judge Judy women? Yeah. Judge Hatchett? There are like 20 judge shows in the mornings. 
Glenda Hatchet. All right. What? Uh, so the sheriff attacked her? What happened? A Georgia sheriff resigned and pleaded guilty to misdemeanor sexual battery on Monday after he grabbed TV judges Glen- Glenda Hatchet's chest in January. Guilty. Said he was attending a reception that the sheriff came up to her uninvited, and he started poking her in the chest. And that's not very sexual. I mean, well, if, I'm trying to, if I'm trying to get sexy, that's the last <laughs> thing. I'm poking you in the chest is not what's going to work. Apparently he was saying, you're not familiar, like, getting in her face kind of thing and poking her like, you don't get this area kind of thing. Hmm. And then it turns light, out he... Light Newsday, Dean? Wonk, wonk. <laughs> so did he accidentally do a little... He was trying no, to pick I a think, fight? No, I think he did. What, was he mad in the middle of it? And he's like, turns out I'm not as mad at you and I like your boob. <laughs> <laughs> Poker well, in the chest enough times. Is he might, going to jail or what's yeah, going on? Yeah, he's gonna. Well, good. Fuck Twelve him. months. Oh wait a minute. Tw- he's a sheriff, so twelve months probation. And <laughs> he's ordered, a cop, so he's not. Ordered to pay a five hundred dollar fine and do an alcohol and drug evaluation. What else is happening? Um, facing hundreds of lawsuits accusing the Catholic Church of enabling child Jesus, sexual abuse. Dean. The archdiocese in San Francisco filed for bankruptcy on Monday in order to facilitate any potential sediments. Hard to feel bad for the Catholics in general. You had a good run. <laughs> as far as that goes. I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you one lot in the news. I got one like really nice story for the last one. Jesus, is there any what else is going on? Keep uh, going. Okay, hold on. Um you probably heard this one. The failed lunar mission, dense no. Russian probe. Oh, it wasn't ours. No. We don't do this shit anymore. No, Moscow Space Marine. They had the lunar shuttle that crashed into the moon. I mean, I don't know. I I hit my garbage can on the way out of the driveway today. The fuck do I know? You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I thought, are we supposed to be happy because, like, they're the bad guys right now? We as a country are trying to generally move Russia back into, like, 80s movies rules where, like, everything they do is bad and that they're all the terrorists in the movies again. They said the last... Lunar type of thing was back in '76. It's been a while since they launched Jesus. anything. They used the same ship. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Jumpstart that the the runs Sputnik on nine and get that fucker up there. Needs more vodka. <laughs> Included loss of key technologies and post-Soviet industrial meltdown, bruising their impact on the on their development of space. Travel. We spent like millions trying to make a pen. That would write in non gravity, and you know what the Russians the did? The space pen, yeah. Yeah, you remember the space? You remember the space pen? Oh yeah. You know what the Russians do? They write in pencil. If you understand I, I, that, I just had a moment of yeah. That's... You really get the differences between our country. <laughs> that was nice. I like that. Bring a pencil. Um, that's not my line. That's an Aaron Sorkin line from one of them shows. I still like it. Okay. Uh, new report suggests that Sam. Oh, I can't pronounce any of these celebrities' names. A Sagargi? The one who the guy married the the Britney Spears. Oh, he's a celebrity? Well, no. Was he a celebrity before? No. Oh. He was because he married Britney Spears. Does that still work? They're getting divorced. Oh, bummer. Why? Because she's getting all that conservatorship money? And can't be wasting it on another dip. Who is the guy? Who is the one who is the husband that was on the TV with all the who is the who is the like the fucking truck driving Monster energy drink douche. The one that moved him to Hawaii. K, K, K Fed. Federline, yeah. Federline, that's what it was. Whatever happened to Kevin Federline? Moved to Hawaii with the kids because the kids don't want to be around her either. They have kids? Yeah. Wait a minute. They, he's got the kids in Hawaii? Yep. 
Good for him. <laughs> Boy, he's starting to look more and more like Axl Rose. Oh, did Paul? <laughs> I'm pull- I got him pulled up a little bit. That's unfortunate. Uh, uh, um, he's not. What's uh, he's still? He's still a hip hop. No, uh, he was never really a hip hop. He's got a new wife. They were married for three years. How many kids they have? Brittany and him, they have two kids, which are, I think they're pretty old now. Is that really true that they live in Hawaii? That doesn't seem possible. Kid, even you, you know, seems like you get to be a teen, and even if your mom was shitty, but she's Britney Spears, you'd want to be like, help the Instagram out, mom. You know <laughs> have, what you seen, have you have you watched her Instagram? No. <laughs> she just dances around naked all the time. Well, half naked. All Good the for time. her. Yeah. But uh, the the reason that it's kind of coming out now that they got the divorce this time around is that. So this isn't Kava. This is the new guy. This is the new guy. Okay. And his, his name is what? Sam. I can never. A S G H A R I. And he's famous because he married Britney Spears. Okay. Well, you know. And they, there's a prenup. She was smart enough to do that. Of course, he wants some of that prenup money. Yeah, I don't know that matters when you're Britney Spears. You file for a divorce and you just let the lawyers go to it for a while, and you can probably get a clean three, four million out of that deal, right? All right. All the crappy stories are Well, done. that's too bad for them, you know. <laughs> too bad too too bad they're not gonna make it work, old Brittany and Sam. All right. If this one doesn't work, then I'm all out of ideas. A Tennessee zoo has welcomed a rare spotless giraffe into its family. Like would they buy it? I don't know. Zoos are tough. They gotta save them. They can't just be buying fucking weird animals. Bright zoo like the and limestone? King. Where's that at? In Tennessee. Uh, birth of a baby giraffe that was born in their zoo. It was solid brown. Doesn't have any spots on it. Are you sure they just didn't? <laughs> you know, the neck will fuck you up, right? You know, you can't fake a draft. You know what I mean? Like no, you it, can, it definitely you looks can like a You fake a zebra. Like, dumb tourists, if you just paint a white horse, they ain't gonna fucking know, right? Drafts are a little hard to fake. <laughs> no, it was definitely a little baby draft. I watched a, uh, a, a clip of a nature documentary where they're starting to make the the they're putting cam like there was a hyena robot with a camera in the eye and the and the robot hyena like went out to the hyenas and like mimicked like hey man i'm here to be your buddy movements and like wag tails and stuff and the hyenas were like cool it's weird but it's one of us and then like there is it, it, that's how that's how in-depth we're getting at nature documentaries. We can hide, you know, it's like the fucking hippo or rhino or whatever in, in Ace Ventura. You don't have to have the guy that waits for six months with a camera on an anthill trying to get that one shot. Right. Now you just send out robot hyena. You know, everybody's getting AI'd. <laughs> I wouldn't want that as an animal, as an actual pet. That'll be a thing, right? Like the you'll hyena? get a little, no, like you'll get a little robot pet. They have those now. Yeah. Yeah. That's that seems like you're inviting danger into your life that you don't need. Or if they go to the farm after the batteries die. <laughs> Do you ever send how many animals have you oh, as a rancher? You've been, how many? There's a lot of farms pets, out there. <laughs> how many pets have you had to kill as a rancher? <laughs> That I've had to put down? Yeah. I've had to put down too many animals. Do you do it do you do it old the other style with the shotgun? How many times have you had to do that? No, twenty two. Oh. Jesus, dude. <laughs> Like to the family dog, well, the because <sighs> you ranchers, you won't you like a bullet's tw- twenty cents and the vet's four hundred bucks. You know what I mean? So you're like, well, <laughs> vet's a little more than that. <laughs> What's the cost to put down your animal? I'm gonna have to do this pretty soon. Oh fuck, it's gonna screw me up for a while. I it's gonna it's, it's gonna cost this company some it money. Might be about at least a grand. 
thousand bucks. I think so. And then if you want it stuffed, you're gonna have to pay taxes. That I'm aware is gonna be an outrageous amount of money. That's fair. That's fine. Not fair. That's not fine. It's crazy. But like, you want it done nice. If you're gonna have a taxidermist do it later, could you? This is a real question. I wouldn't ask you to do this because I'm just gonna whatever the vet charges me. That's fine. But like, if I came to you and was like, I don't have the money, dude. We gotta put this dog down. Could you do it? If you needed me to, yeah. Oh my god, you would shoot my dog for me. You are my fucking body man. I wouldn't let you watch. I wouldn't want to watch. Maybe this is how I get, this is how you become my body man. I have you see if you can kill a puppy like in that Kingsman movie. <laughs> click, click. Oh, okay. I just need to see you pull the trigger. <laughs> just need to know you can kill, Dean. Poor Francis looking at me with those eyes. Oh. I'm getting, I'm having a lot of like, hey man, if you got to go, I get it. You've had a good run. You know what I mean? Because, like, I have to, like... I feel kind of bad for you now, because you're right. She's really old. She's old as shit. She's just how old my dog is. She loves going bye-bye, right? Her entire life, her entire universe is surrounded about two things. Do you want dinner? And do you want to go bye-bye? And those are the two things in life that are like, fuck yeah, bye-bye. And she's so deaf, you have to, like, get right in her face and be like... Like my great great grandma at the end. Do you want to go, Bubba? You have to scream it at her for her to hear it. Now it's getting real sad, man. Uh, I'm not. I'm gonna be sad, but I'm not. I'm not as devastated as I used to be because this is gonna make me sound insane. But like, I did mushrooms and had a real good conversation with her about like, I appreciate you and I don't want you to suffer and thank you for all you've done. You've been a rock for me. You were able to get it out. Yeah, I've had it. We said the goodbyes a little. Just like I did with my regular, like my real grandma. <laughs> I mean, that sounded less shitty than I meant it. My grandma and I had to have, got to have the conversation where I got to thank her for being a great yeah. grandmother before she lost all her marbles. And she fat shamed me. I do remember you telling Fucking me that. Fucking yeah. brutal, man. Thanks, grandma. I appreciate it. You're a little fat. Fucking <laughs> all right. Was that the news? That was it. Not really breaking news with Dean. Mitchell was a was a. We were talking about everybody's shitty jobs, and he was a he was a telemarketer for a while. Do you know that? Do you know? Have you watched that telemarketer show we on HBO? We started talking about, it, but Dude, I don't. I didn't see it's it. It's wild. Okay, so there's a company called. I won't ruin it. There was a company called uh, Civic Development Group. Okay. Something like that, CDG. And basically, you've, have you ever been called before by somebody who's trying to get 10 to 80 bucks for the fraternal order of police? Sure. Basically, all of those are a scam, yeah. is what this documentary is claiming. And that 100% of the money just went to these dudes, and maybe the, some of the fraternal orders of police were a little in on it, is where it seems like <laughs> where that's heading. But like, the documentary is. Why? Like, if you are interested at all, what a telemarketing gig? There's soft. This is in the early 2000s, and there will be software that goes. This is how much you should ask for. This is when you should call again. This is how threatening you can be. It's and and like if you are somebody of low income or color, and your your opportunities are low, and you maybe had a crime that you committed that you paid for, and you can't get a job anywhere, they'll hire everybody. And so that you know, there's people just drinking beer and doing heroin and getting blowjobs and shit in this while they're calling old women out of their ten dollar bills. <laughs> it's wild. And then as I say all that, this is how, this is this is a little gross. But like, I'm watching episode two and I'm going, 
some of these tactics as far as revenue generation. This is this it's pretty that's pretty lucrative. That's pretty clever, I thought. Which I don't think is the point. Did you ever watch the the movie that they made the thanks sorry thanks for the he goes into the call center and um oh hmm. Donald the I think Glover was in it and is basically that whole premise. There was this. Oh, where, where um. But they turn out the. Where the, Danny or, Glover tells him about the white voice. Yeah, the white oh, voice. Oh yeah. fuck! I love that movie. It is so good. And then Danny Glover is like, "You got to talk like that." And then he's like, "Yeah, hi there." <laughs> you got to get your white voice. But in the background, that they have all that. It's like this is what you say. This is the thing you do. And except for this is a documentary, not like a, <laughs> some goofy movie. There's no I mean? horse people at the end, right? <laughs> Is it it's a real it's on HBO it's on what do they call that now Max Max yeah, yeah it's on Max it's called uh, Telemarketers it's really fucking good it's really um gross like it's just just like that I can't believe there's people who would just take millions but there just are you know I have to sit by that phone right there right there and every day they go through the list and they call every single station and it's always your Google listing oh we need to update them. You know the craziest request I've ever had for money. I had, a, I had a lady once. She called on behalf of one of our clients, and she de- she was demanding that we pay a quarter million dollars to save a bunch of horses. And so, and you remember when all them, you remember when yeah. all them BLM horses were going to die because right. what's or nuts they weren't taking care of them. And so this woman calls like out of Arkansas. She's just some woman, and she's like trying to save these horses. And she's like, "I need you guys to give me two hundred thousand dollars by tomorrow." And I'm like, well, "I'm not doing that." <laughs> <laughs> knock the fuck off, right? And and because so when she asked, I kind of laughed and like that's not gonna happen. And then she took offense to it and like sent a million emails about how we hate these horses and we want all these horses to die. This woman was insane. <laughs> like not only did she have the balls, the unmitigated ball to just ask for fucking quarter million bucks, and then when we didn't immediately put it in a bag and give it to her, we were like the bad guy. It was crazy. <laughs> I was talking to an old. I used to be in the magazine business. Yeah. And I was talking to this old dude. His name is, oh, I, I won't say his name, I guess. I mean, I'm sure the, what, the story I'm about to tell, the, the, the statute of limitations has passed. But like, you, was, d- you didn't tell it the last time. Yeah, you, you brought him up before. But okay. You didn't say who it was. Um, uh, so like in the, in the magazine world, if you, in the old days, there was these companies called distributor companies that like controlled if you'd be in the airports, if you'd be yeah. in a bookstore, if you'd be in a, you know, this is pre-internet, this is pre fucking cable television right this is this they is had all the racks in the places you need racks on racks and so if you wanted to like it was all mobbed up and if so if you wanted to get your title like anywhere you would have to give somebody a, a bag of 30 grand like 30 grand you have to put 30 grand in a bag and just leave it on the doorstep and then if you for a while i don't this is a, this is this is what he told me and i don't know if he's making it up or whatever but if you were somebody who wanted to when hustler took off and you wanted to sell larry flint's hustler you had to give him a. You had to give him ten grand somehow through a bagman, and then you could like sell it. Isn't that fucking crazy? That sounds like something that would have happened. That sounds like the magazine industry. Um, you were light on the news today, Dean. <laughs> like I say, I was. There wasn't much. What's going on? Trump stuff. I don't care. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of stuff I knew you wouldn't give two crap. I about. mean, I. Don't, I mean, I don't know. He's gonna be the dude. I don't know who's gonna beat him. I really thought you would like the draft. <laughs> I did like the draft story. I like the draft story. Them fat the bear uh, the TikTok bears are back. All them bears are coming eat the fat bear contest season. That that keeps my dopamine up during this during these summer seasons. What about uh there's a fire there in the Maui. 
Yeah, let's and not hurricane, talk about the hurricane. Give no. a shit. Did anybody die from the hurricane, or is it is it everything okay? I don't know about the hurricane. Everyone's still focused on the fire. What I did about, see. Uh, uh, what else you got? I did see a meme with because they call it Hurricane Hillary, and it was just Hillary Clinton's face spinning in a circle with that big, <laughs> big eyes <laughs> going along the coastline, which I kind of laughed about. <laughs> that's um, that's the extent of the hurricane news I know. No football, no big football. NFL's coming up. You know, I'm a big. There's the one, um, the cornerback that his house blew up. He wasn't in it, but it, like, what do you mean blew up? Like, ex- there was a gas leak or something, and the house exploded. Oh, like no one bombed it. I, at least I don't think so. Okay. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a horrible news person. Well, no, you're you, you know it's not, which I've been trying to tell you for about the last year. <laughs> wonderful news person, Dean. It's just sometimes there ain't news. You know, there's not much going on. What's uh, what's? Uh, let me. I'm just I'm just breezing through here. Um. All right. Well, we can do this. Stories from Alcester, 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 Alcester. This is something that will speak to you as a rancher. Do you have you ever accidentally drank a chew spit bottle? <laughs> chew spit. Cigarette, what? cigarette uh, butts in the in the can. <laughs> so like you yeah. know when you, with like the first <laughs> the first like cool thing you'd rebel when you when 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 we were little is you'd start chewing you'd want to be a that was your first big rebel thing like you know what I mean nobody really we would steal cigarettes too but like chewing was your first you know what I mean that was your first manly dumb thing you'd try to do right. And so, okay, uh, um, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I wish you could see this right now. <laughs> it's gag. I can't talk about this much without wanting to gag about it. You got a little flushed. Oh. I'm remembering this vision. Okay, so I have a, I, my buddy Jesse, who was my first, incidentally, my first, do you remember your first fist fight? Who was your first fist fight with? My brother. You're oh, okay, sure. Yeah, my brother was younger than me. We, that wasn't and my we, first fist And fight. we had like real fist fights. Some doozies. Yeah. We, yeah. So like my first, I, we're, I don't know, we're like eight or nine, you know, we're little and we're all, you know, it's Elsister, everyone just runs around. And I, for, I don't remember why we got in a fight, but I was always, I was always a little susceptible to be like, hey. Ted's mad at you. You better fight him. And I'd be like, okay. You know what I mean? I was kind of a sucker <laughs> for that bit. So this is, I was, I, I don't know why I'm remembering this now. Oh, I'm trying to get to the chew spit story. Maybe I'm avoiding it. So <laughs> my first fight was my friend, Jesse. And, and, and I don't know, we hate each other's guts all through, all through youth until high school. And, and well, we're going to get to the chew, chew, chew spit drinking. So this was my, we, we were going to fight. And so we went to the park, you know, like he has set up a time, right. and 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 all your little friends are around you. It's just like it's like it's like Christmas story a little, right? <laughs> and and this is what I remember. I, I remember like immediately starting to cry because I didn't want to fight, and then and then <laughs> and then being too scared to actually. I, I have no idea how to throw a punch. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to take a punch. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how to fight. I've just seen the fucking Rocky movies. What do I know, right? And he neither does Jesse. So all he did was like grabbed me by the shirt and he didn't really want to punch me either so he just continually punched me in the arm 
And so these two little <laughs> pussy nine-year-olds, one's too scared to hit him, so he just hits him. And at least he threw a punch. I wouldn't even do that. I just sat there and cried <laughs> until the neighbor dude was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and then he became, and I, I just sat there and cried. And then 10 years later, he became like my motorhead buddy. Nice. And we would go, um, he was like, he was, he's always, he's always rebuilding a cool car, you know? And, and, and like we go, you know, you go cruise the loop. I'm like in the last generation that would actually cruise, cruise, yeah. cruise the loop. And you're, you know, you're in Beersford trying to pick up chicks. <laughs> just like you were as a small town kid, right? Or Hayward or wherever. And, and, and we would, it, it, um, I would chew and he would smoke cigarettes and you'd just be so cool. You just look how cool we are with our chew and our cigarettes. And he took a big drink of Dr. Pepper. I remember him grabbing the Dr. Pepper bottle and like taking it up to his lips. And as he's drinking it, I'm going in my mind, they're like, I should say something. I should say something. Like, but then it all kind of happened too fast. And then, oh. Take a breath. Take a breath. You can do it. <laughs> It's so disgusting. I don't know why we all continued to chew. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know why I, I thought that was funny. I was just—I can't even tell the story very well without me. I'm getting the heaves. Did he? Did he throw up? He. It's. It's the single most mad I've ever seen anybody ever and not do anything about it, which I thought was. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about, it, it's pretty stand up, right? He lives out here now. Him and his. He got a beautiful wife. They run an organic farm. I think. Uh. Uh. Shit. I should plug it. I can't think of it. And like. We 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 just send each other songs now. But like, remember when we used to get fucked up to this song? You know what I mean, that's how we keep in touch. <laughs> he was my first fist fight. Thank you, Jesse. You're the man. Probably doesn't drink Dr. Pepper anymore. Oh my god. Chew spit. <laughs> just disgusting. Is that something city people don't have to do? You know, is that something? You know, no, there's a lot of city kids out here. Do city kids chew? I think so. I'm a city, not these city kids. These aren't city kids. What you call city kid and what I call city kid are different people. You think I'm a city kid. And these city kid and and, and, and and I am, certainly. I'd like do you think we could uh put Mitchell out on the ranch? Dun 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 I have him pull a calf. I think he could do it. I get the feeling that if you told him how to do it, he could do it. I care less about him actually being able to do it. I care more about him being filmed why he does it <laughs> i think everybody should know how to pull a calf he has a nice slender arm and go right yeah, it's just skinny little wrist and get all the way in there you can get shoulder deep without even have to hook that you know when you got to move your elbow a little to get past the thing <laughs> to get the chain around the yes <laughs> because it, um, you hear about pulling calves tell, you don't hear about the part where you have to hook the <clears throat> chain in there tell okay <laughs> tell explain how you pull a explain what it what's pulling a calf so most of the times, because we've bred... Fucking ranch stories. That's how we're going to end today. Because we bred cattle to a point where they need help getting the thing out. You have to reach in, grab... Reach in where, Dean? Reach into what? <laughs> reach into what? The cookie jar? The cupboard? The back seat? No! The cookie jar? That's what the... <laughs> so your hand's in the cookie jar. <laughs> you have to stick your entire arm... Yeah. Up a cow's vagina. And then you have usually a Shoot, chain. Wait a minute. I want to hold on the details a little. <laughs> okay. Not a couple, couple fingers in. Not 
try to reach it an inch in. No, no, no. You have to go into the shoulder yeah. sometimes. Because they drop down a little bit. You have to, you like, hook, your you have to hook your elbow. I'm telling you, see, that's how I know I'm not a city kid. I know you have to hook your arm just so when you are shoulder deep in a cow's pussy, Dean. That's how I know I'm not a city kid. And then you got to take the, the chain and all the way in there. And usually it's, uh, they you call have to it, wrap the chain around what? Their feet. Their, the the calf. Hooves, the the actual calf. Yeah. Chain. Not a suction cup. No. Not a catcher's mitt. Not a rope. A fucking chain. <laughs> and then they have a thing that we call a come along, which is a ratchet that you... <laughs> Like if you if you've seen anyone drive a jeep before, you know they need to pull the jeep out of the. <laughs> you got a little calf winch. <laughs> you got a little calf winch. You just hit the button and it goes. No, you got a like you a tape measure when it comes in. You know, <laughs> tape measure. <laughs> right on out. And then you know it don't just pop right out like you're pulling weeds. You got to, yeah. You know it's it, there's a little friction. Yeah. I don't miss those days. When's the last time you had to pull a calf? It's oh, been, I, I, listen, it's been I was, a long time. I don't yeah. know if I've even seen it done since I was maybe 17. It's been a long time. Oh, I wonder if I get grossed out by it now. Probably not. I think I can handle it. It's been a long time since I've had to be in that world. You know what I mean? I went to a branding. That was fine. I do a lot of brandings. What's your, what is your, what is your job at the branding? Look at me. I have to hold the thing down. You while there, yeah. Yeah. You're not on the horse doing the thing. You're no. not doing the roping. Usually the people on their horse are a bunch of the pretentious, I'm going to rope it and drag it over, and they just sit there and drink beer and get drunk. See, that's what I like to do, but I don't <laughs> want to be on the horse. I just want to be more like in towards the patio of the whole, the garden the garden deck of the branding. <laughs> you, that's where I like to sit. You don't want to be a cut man while we're holding it down? No, they wouldn't even let me do that. I've got to do the deal where you sit on the, uh, where, you, where you hold the front. That's what I've done. You hold the front, hold the back. Kneel on their neck. That's what I've done. So then you get the cut. You usually have like an ice cream bucket, a little Schwann's ice cream bucket that's been cleaned out, and you throw all the testicles in there. Oh, no. I'd eat them, though. You know, beef testicles are pretty good, I think. (laughs) Cool. Poor Sean's probably. (laughs) Sean's a rancher. Director, take back Sean's. Yeah, he's sweet. He lives up in fucking Buffalo or wherever, the middle of nowhere. He must know how to ranch more than I can. <laughs> so we're going to get Mitchell. I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll do that. Oh, we should have done it during the fair. Our fair is going on here. I've been to, the, I've been to, the, I've been to our fair a couple <laughs> times, the Central States Fair. I got, I get, I get, I got to go pick a cowboy in the, in the rodeo. Don't you think, well, let's send Murdoch. He certainly knows everything about Bronken, Bronken Bucks. We didn't. We took Shorty Garrett. Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Made the short go. Didn't win the money though. No, oh, that's always a shame. I, th- you know, it wasn't your money. <laughs> Rodeo, it turns out, I think is real fun after you learn that you can gamble your company's money on it. <laughs> um, what else is happening? Uh, I was um, in. I was going to tell all these Hell's Angels were here for the rally. I was thinking about this the other day. In, so I used to be in the motorcycle industry, you know. I'm at a thing called the Las Vegas Bike bike Week, bike something, whatever. Whatever the motorcycle thing is in Las Vegas is. And we used to have to, like, set up. You'd go to your booth, you'd set up your 10 by 10, and you'd, like, this is our magazine, and it's great, right? That's what, we would, that's what I'd do. And, and often you'd get sit next to, like, you know, 
in this instance, it was awkward because right next to us was like the Hell's Angels. And then like and they have a booth like yeah just like tent? like a, like they're the fucking Jägermeister shot chicks. <laughs> apparently Vegas. I this is what I learned. Apparently Las Vegas is a huge like membership drive city. Oh, I can imagine because that, that yeah. you know the town kind of chews you up a little bit. Sure. And so right across right next to us was the Hell's Angels. Who are all you know they were fine. It's not like they were causing a ruckus. They're just you know you got to be there and be a prospect. And then across the the aisle. Where the the two like, there's two, like Christian biker gangs. There's like the I'm gonna screw up the names, but like the, there's the, there's the bikers for Jesus. Yeah. And then there's like the motorcyclists for Christ or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking the names up. And turns out they hate each other. They hate each other's living, breathing guts. They're so fucking mad that the other one's getting more. Just like a real biker gang, but like with you know saving souls or whatever. Because <laughs> all. These, a lot of these Christian biker groups are just, you can't, you know, you used to be cool, but now you can't drink anymore, and the Hell's Angels don't want you, and so you got to join somewhere, and so you, you know what I mean? That's kind of where you end up a little bit after, you, after you're after lame as fuck and you can't party anymore. <laughs> 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 it was all, like all week long we're sitting here watching these two Christian bike groups, like, be biker gangs and mean to each other. And then with the Hell's Angels, I befriended a prospect, and he, I don't know, 56. 57 usually when you when you think you're gonna like hey man i'm gonna become a hell's angel i feel like that's something you do in your young 20s when you were trying to decide what type of life you want to have right when you're 52 this is you've got grandkids almost right and you're like fuck you know what sounds good dean i'm gonna come hell's angel and he didn't you know he had the prospect jacket on but he didn't have the rest of like the you know aesthetic let's call it sure sure he was like clean cut not you know not no prison tats you know what i mean didn't look like he was gonna this older guy want to be a hell's angel that's exactly what it was okay i'm like we're three four days in and we're kind of getting to know each other and i'm like hey man like what do you what do you do what's your day job and he's like oh, i'm an investment banker i'm like wow do you mind if i i'm not trying to be an asshole but like <laughs> what are you thinking he's good looks me dead in the eye and he's like, it's been my entire life's dream to become a hell's angel. And these guys know that I'm not going to go commit any crimes or anything, but I'm pretty rich and I kind of write a check and I just kind of, you know what I mean? Like he bought his way into the hell's angels. It's an organization. They need people to know how to crunch numbers. I guess a good accountant doesn't hurt any group. Right? Makes it nicer when they can ride a bike. Listen, every meeting <laughs> I've ever had with an accountant ends up with me being real fucking mad. And I can't imagine the accounting in the Hells Angels is more organized than mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? You watch Sons of Anarchy, man. They, they, <laughs> they... Show, God, that show sucked. That show was so dumb. That show was ridiculous. They got, they got accountants. And, like, then you'd see dudes, like, you know... Look at my sons of anarchy. Like they're like in real life acting like they're going to jump into the fake biker gang. And that was another one of them shows like three seasons in. They live in a small town. I grew up in a small town. This whole state's a small town. And like we still remember that one murder from 20 years ago. And in here on this show, they're like killing six dudes an episode in that thing. (laughs) Too many murders. For my realistic biker gang expectations. The ones I know are nice, friendly financial investors. <laughs> what if the holy shit? 
Hey, um, did you read about that that uh, um, African dentist that got? Did, did you hear about this story? There's an African dentist. Oh, well, we got. Let's see, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the news. Not really breaking news with Dean. Dentist convicted of murdering wife on African safari, sentenced to life in prison. Lawrence Randolph also has to pay seven million bucks in penalties for defrauding some insurance companies. But apparently, he was on a trip in 2016 in Zambia and you know killed his wife and went accident. <laughs> and it turns out not accident. And now he's got to go to jail. You do that really well. You should read your own news. <laughs> it's not as fun. Okay, as Rolling Stone reported last year, Rudolph was a prominent member of a big game hunting community. And then he, him and his wife, Bianca, that screams like second wife name, him and his wife, Bianca, <laughs> went to Zambia on a hunting trip. And as they were traveling back, uh, Bianca was killed by a shotgun blast. And and Larry claimed that uh, it was an accident. She It went off accidentally while she was putting away. So his story was in, eyes in the shitter, blammo, <laughs> what the fuck? And it turns out prosecutors are alleging that what really happened was he goes, Bianca, if you say that one more time, I'm going to shoot you in the face. And then maybe Bianca fired off one more last round, and then so did old Theodore here. Oh, jeez. You've never been that mad at your wife when you're like, Hiking, or like, you know what I mean, or like working on a deck in the July heat. You know what I mean, where you're working, and you're both sweating your ass off, and she's busting your ass. But some dumb fucking thing four years ago, you don't think for a split second you're like, oh no, if no one was looking, and then you go, no one's looking. I'm in the middle of Africa, but you still get caught. So don't be killing your wife. I mean, just in general. You think he's more mad about the money or the jail? <laughs> <laughs> prosecutors also say that it was premeditated because he cashed in a five million dollar insurance thing and then he um and then he has a he had a side piece girlfriend and so apparently the whole thing was like let's accidentally unpack this shotgun shell into her nose and, and you know happily ever after next She's going to jail, too. She's, I think she's getting, like, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. He's going for life. It's going to be turned into one of those Discovery movies. Has to be, right? Yeah. Although, you know, I'm like, okay, this is shitty, and that guy should go to jail, right? But, like, let's talk about this. That guy's odds in prison of not getting raped are pretty good because he's a dentist. He's going to be able to fix everybody's teeth. No one's going to touch that dude. He's got pretty good, pretty good. I mean, you know, it's in prison. <laughs> You know what I mean? But, like, you don't think about that? Like, if you get arrested for a crime tomorrow, like, what is your marketable skill going to be in prison? What are you going to do? Traffic their advertisements? That's not going to work. <laughs> you gotta, you're a ranch guy, though. You'd probably be all right. I'm my, I'm a bet that I can entertain them. I, I, I was about to say, I'll turn the corner, and there's going to be, like, six guys just sitting on the floor looking up as you're telling some story. That's exactly what I'm going to do in yeah. prison. I'm going to entertain the prison. You just got to watch out for the one guy that's- Nah. Shivsy in the back. I don't think I think I don't I think I'm too I think I'm funny enough to not to make it. I think I'm all right. There's not a, there just can't be that many It's a numbers game. There's gonna be the one that doesn't like you. Sure. That listens listen, to this that Dean, listen to the podcast. I don't have to go to prison to find that person. I can find that person in this fucking building, homie. No, I really feel I'd be fine, right? Like you know, I'm a 
I'm not saying I'm, you know, stats might be against me nine years in and that lonely night in the laundry room. Sure, I might get it, but like, I'm feeling pretty good about it, really. Come out with your prison tats, be all ripped. Oh, yeah, be ripped in a, be, be, grip for, uh, on that end of Grippy Sock Spring. <laughs> a lot of other things would be bummer. You know what I mean? Like, but, but I got abs. Dude, 260, I'd come out like Brock Lesnar. Are you kidding me? <laughs> My God. Look at him. He's an but Adonis. This, Lawrence Rodolph, he don't even have to do a push-up. He can, he'll get extra desserts. Look at that guy. That guy, that dopey, pale dude, what's he going to talk about all the drafts he shot? That's not going to do him any favors. That's going to get his ass jumped. But he'll go, wait, is your teeth sore? I can fix your teeth. <laughs> oh, I'd hate to see the prison tool that he has to use to fix someone's you tooth. You want to fix someone's tooth with a piece of pudding cup lid? Or do you want to <laughs> have to blow it, dude? Those are your options, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see you guys next week it's the book of murdoch <laughs> it's time for the credits i need to cut some credits the book of murdoch this has been a home slice audio production this particular Credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone is Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon and all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this and he's going to be so annoyed and that tickles my fancy. So leave this goddamn piece in. <laughs>